Hallelujah. Please turn to the 149th Psalm this evening. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord with God's people on a Sunday evening. Gathered into his house for the evening sacrifice. Amen. Psalm 149, praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song in his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord is so worthy of our praise, singing, dancing, shouting, those of Zion joyful in their king, the sound of instruments and instrumentation. The Lord is so worthy of high praises to be clear of sound and of color to shine, to make a show, to boast, and thus to be clamorously foolish. Did David not say, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, become even more undignified? In the natural, when something or someone is worthy of praise, it is offered. And how much more the God of all, how much more the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Jesus, the champion, the victor, our Savior, the miracle maker that is still making miracles happen, the one and ones that hold it all together, the God of all creation, the author of it all. You know, step outside and take in nature. It's his handiwork, his art. Breathe in the fresh air and exhale praise. Listen to the wind and marvel at its creator. I quote, Doth not all nature around me praise God? If I were silent, I should be an exception to the universe. Doth not the thunder praise him as it rolls like drums in the march of the God of armies? Do not the mountains praise him when the woods upon their summits wave in adoration? Doth not the lightning write his name in letters of fire? Hath not the whole earth a voice? And shall I, can I? 
be silent. Even now, let hearts stir. Praise fires rising in our hearts. Paul of the cross said these words, let everything in creation draw you to God. Refresh your mind with some innocent recreation and needful rest. If it were only to saunter through the garden or the fields, listening to the sermon preached by the flowers, the trees, the meadows, the sun, the sky, and the whole universe, you will find that they exhort you to love and praise God that they excite you to extol the greatness of the sovereign architect who has given them their being. The Lord is so worthy of praise, so worthy of high praise. Situations having their way with praise, Matt Redmond said, we can always find a reason to praise. Situations change for better and for worse, but God's worth never changes. You see, no matter the season, no matter where we find ourselves, in the valley, on the mountain, or somewhere in between, the Lord is always worthy of praise. And if the blinders would be taken off tonight, we would see the right. It's been well said, beloved friends, we may well continue to praise God, for our God continues to give us causes for praise. Daily and weekly and monthly, year after year, crowned with his goodness. The Lord takes pleasure in the praise of his people. As we gather in his house, and as we praise individually, or in a unit outside these walls, the Lord takes pleasure in the praises of his people. C.S. Lewis says it so well. The psalmist in telling everyone to praise God, are doing what all men do when they speak of what they care about. As it is with many of you here tonight, I've been praising the Lord for many years now. And still, He deserves more. Every moment, every day, every week, every month, every decade. Until we take up the ghost and find ourselves in paradise. And there we shall begin the 10,000 years. And when those have come and gone, still no less days to sing God's praise. Apparently, the meek praise. And the text says that they are beautified with salvation. You see, things happen when we praise the Lord. He is exalted. He is magnified. He is glorified. He is extolled. And as He is, 
Signs and wonders take place. Miraculous happenings. The Bible says that praise executes vengeance and punishments. There's power in praise. The Bible says that praise binds kings with chains and nobles with fetters of iron. Praise and the sword, the word. Praise according to the word executes the judgment written. I pray that we always count it as such that it is an honor to praise the Lord. It's an honor to praise the Lord and to be involved in the outworkings of praise. To think that we could be used in such a way, in such a manner. When we know the person of praise, we will praise more. You know, we could say that when we know the person of praise, we should praise. Listen to this text, Romans 1, verses 20 and 21. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. The text shows us that we can know God and not acknowledge Him as God, not glorify Him as God. And the diagnosis is futility of thought. And foolish, dark heart. Reading from the message paraphrase, the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see. Eternal power, for instance, and the mystery of His divine being. So nobody has a good excuse. What happened was this. People knew God perfectly well. But when they didn't treat Him like God, refusing to worship Him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. We are not so foolish as these. Psalm 145, 1-3, I will extol, that is praise, you my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. That is beyond our understanding. Francis Chan said, 
The point is not to completely understand God, but to worship Him. Let the very fact that you cannot know Him fully lead you to praise Him for His infiniteness and grandeur. I don't know about you, I still can't wrap my mind around it all. Who He is, how marvelous He is, how glorious. When we know the precept of praise, we will praise more. You know, the Bible calls us to praise. It is ever so clear. We read a psalm like Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars of light. Praise Him, you heavens of heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all the depths. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind fulfilling His word. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, Creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted, his glory is above the earth and heaven, and he has exalted the horn, that is, the strength, the dominion of his people. The praise of all his saints, of the children of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are we breathing tonight? And by God's grace, we'll be breathing tomorrow morning. Awaken the dawn and sing out his praises. Start the day off right. It's an honor to praise the Lord. Praise is a delight. It should be. And praise, too, is a duty. As we read the Word, we come to know that this is true. When we know the purpose of praise, we'll praise more. You know, the Bible says that the Lord is enthroned upon the praises of His people. Think about that. When we come into His house, when we gather, think about what's taking place. beyond even the natural, what we see, hear, and perceive. It's not just a, a group of mortals standing in a room singing some songs with the lyrics on a screen. 
This is God's holy house. We're gathered to the sanctuary of the Lord to bless him and lift him up. Psalm 22, verse 3, but you are holy enthroned in the praises of Israel. I want to remind us tonight, first and foremost, this is the purpose of praise. That the Lord be exalted and lifted high and glorified and magnified. That he be blessed, that we come into his house, that he be blessed. That he receive the glory and the praise due his name. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. The New Century Version, you sit as the Holy One. The praises of Israel are your throne. The New Life Version, yet you are holy. The praises Israel gives you are your throne. It's what we've done here today. It's what we've done here tonight. Psalm 147.1, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is beautiful, comely, becoming appropriate. It actually speaks of appropriate behavior, that we would offer praise unto our God. When we know the practice the practice of praise, we will praise more effectively. You know, this is the reason the Bible sets forth praise expressions. A matter in which to praise the Lord. And the Bible's clear. We can't read the Word and miss it. These expressions are the key to effective praise. That is praise that affects. Nine expressions, nine weapons, three with the mouth, three with the hands, and three with the feet. For many here tonight, this is old news. But perhaps you've never heard. The mouth, with the mouth we sing and we speak and we shout the praises of God. We lift our hands. There is the playing of instruments and the clapping of hands. With the feet, we stand. We sit in his presence. We bow and we kneel. And we do, as the Bible instructs, we dance before the Lord. The Lord desires to be praised in a certain manner. He has made it evident in his word. What we're talking about tonight is in spirit and truth worship. Graham Truscott said, when God's people begin to praise and worship him using the biblical methods he gives, the power of his presence comes among his people in an even greater measure. You see, the way outlined is effective in offering and bringing him the praise he deserves, the kind and type of praise he deserves. Church, the standard is clear. 
According to the Word of God, the standard is clear. There is the whole aspect and teaching on the power of these expressions. We do not have time tonight to go over these and to come to understand that these are powerful weapons that God has given us and He's called us to take hold of them and to use them, to use them in our times of private worship and in our times of corporate worship. I'd encourage you to pick up a copy of the Fuel Book Worship Offerings. And while you're there, pick up Call to Conquest. You know, like when Moses had his hands raised, do you know the story? And there was victory in the battle. Prevailing in battle. The Bible says that when we clap, we strike against the enemy. When we shout, Jericho walls come down. When we dance, we dance upon injustice, and the God of peace crushes Satan underneath our feet. I pray that when we exercise these expressions in the house of the Lord, we're mindful of this. That we're not just going through the motions and acting out the part, but that we realize what is taking place. That these are powerful weapons. I think of the prophetic playing of instruments that brings breakthrough. I've seen it. And I felt it. And so we might, we might as well just say it. When we know the power of praise, we will praise more. When we know the product of praise, we will praise more. The product of praise, yeah, the Lord is exalted. The Lord is magnified. The Lord is glorified. He's lifted high in His house. He's lifted high in our world. The product of praise, signs and wonders, miraculous happenings, healings. You know how many testimonies there are over the years, the decades, centuries of those being healed in worship? No hand laid on them. No prayer prayed. Distressing spirits, gone. Breakthrough. Freedom. Deliverance in the presence of the Lord. Get into his house. Get into his presence. Get into his presence in private. Begin to lift him up and magnify him and exalt him. Don't wait until an altar call to get somebody to pray for you, although that's so beautiful. And it's a way and manner in the house of the Lord. But contend during worship. Contend during the praise time. Exercise the expressions. We might just see more breakthrough. We might just see more healings, more signs and wonders in the midst of his people.
quite the words, you know, praise executing vengeance and punishments. Praise binding kings with chains and nobles with fetters of iron. Praise in the sword, that is the word, praise according to the word. We're talking about biblical praise executing the judgment written. I'm here to tell you tonight that praise, praise teaches generations. And praise secures generations. There's a reason in this house, and it's with intent, that over the years, the children have been kept in the worship service with their parents. We go to many churches, I've been to many churches, and the children go one way, and the parents go the other. I'm not knocking what they're doing, but there is power in praise and worship. As our children see that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Follow me, son. Follow me, daughter. I'm going to show you how to praise. I'm not just going to tell you how to praise. I'm going to be an example. I'm going to lead you. I'm so thankful that I grew up in a church, and this is the same church. 41 years in this church. And the example of expressive praise and worship, watching others that were older than me, it's just a young boy, and there they are, dancing, dancing, joyful in the Lord, dancing upon injustice, shouting and clapping, expressive in the house of God. Casting off the fear of man. For it really is about an audience of one. And he's so worthy. Securing generations. You know, Psalm 145, verses 1 to 4. It says, I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. Not just on Sunday. And I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. That's the heart of God. One generation to the next generation and then the next generation until the great Second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Psalm 78, beginning at verse 1, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. Don't hide them. Telling the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel 
which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright, prepare its heart, and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Church, praise more. There is a reason that I would say that tonight. And I would encourage myself with the same words, praise more. Increase the praise. When we understand the prescription of praise, we will praise more. What does the Bible say? Isaiah 61, verse 3, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know what? That wicked spirit just keeps coming after us. I mean, if we get through a week without that spirit coming after us, we've done well. Or if we get through a day. But there's an antidote prescribed by the Word of God. It speaks of a dim, dull, colorless, dark, faint, feeble, heavy spirit. The Amplified, the garment expressive of praise, I love that it puts that in there, instead of a heavy, burdened, and failing spirit. The Voice Bible, to wrap them in victory, joy, and praise instead of depression and sadness. The NLT, festive praise instead of despair. You know, we can, by the Spirit, hand out prescriptions tonight. The question is, will we follow instruction? I mean, in the natural, so many. I mean, they just, if it says it, if the doctor said it, they're going to do it. They won't miss it. They won't skip it. They'll do it. But if Dr. Jesus was to walk into the waiting room tonight, We're sitting there with the spirit of heaviness. Would we let him write a prescription? And then comes the test when you walk out of the room and you head home. See, we can hand it out tonight and say, you... You have an answer for that spirit of heaviness that would come, that spirit of no hope, that depression that you faced during the week. There's an answer. 
put on the garment of praise. You know how it is? I'm not saying for all, but some individuals, I mean, the first sign of any type of a headache, they're running to the cabinet. Instead of praying first, calling on God. And I'm not knocking prescription or any of that. I'm not saying that tonight. But you think of it in the spiritual. Can you imagine the first sign of a dim, dull spirit of heaviness trying to come upon us? We immediately turn to praise. I mean, first off, the world would think we're crazy, but how beautiful would that be? You're at work. Spirit of heaviness tries to cloak you, tries to grip you. You just burst out into praise. People think you're crazy, but, you know, find. Find out for yourself that it really works, and then maybe the Spirit of the Lord will use you to hand out some prescriptions. Man, it works. Yeah, the NLV is spirit of praise instead of a spirit of no hope. After all this, and we could go on, why would we not praise more? More than we do now. I know struggles are real. I don't downplay them, but I certainly don't upplay them. The words of Matt Redman, when we believers sing our songs of worship, not only do we praise God through them, but we preach to ourselves. As we sing the truth of who it is we're worshiping, as well as honoring God, it can be so helpful to us. Worship is about magnifying the right things. It can be so easy to let the struggles of this become all-consuming, and we must not ignore them. But when we worship, instead of magnifying and focusing on those things, we magnify and focus on the name, the strength, the power, the grace of Jesus. When we do that, it puts everything into perspective. I must prescribe this tonight. Get in the Psalms. Read the Psalms. And we might as well give out this prescription too. Get in the book of Proverbs. A proverb a day keeps the devil away. Mine for gold, said the prospector. C.S. Lewis, the most valuable thing the Psalms do for me is to express the same delight in God which made David dance. You can have the worship team return tonight. You know, it really is hard to believe it's hard to believe any man or woman would be bored and turned off by praise and worship.
This is definitely not the manner of true believers. These are not my words. These are the words of A.W. Tozer. And I'm sure many have heard these words before. He said, I can safely say on the authority of all that is revealed in the word of God that any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. You don't like to praise, you don't like to worship, why are you going to heaven? You know what's going on there right now? Listen, you're going to have to sing. (laughs) And you'll want to. But man, praise and worship on this side of eternity should be our absolute joy and delight. Praise and worship is eternal. And that's what we're involved in right now. Church, keep praising. Praise more. Praise often. Praise without ceasing. Praise in private. Praise in public. I remember, you know, my father sharing the story of his mother. She used to dance at the bus stop. And she spoke to many people about the Lord. There was a joy about her. Didn't matter what she was going through. She took the ETS all her working life. Never had a driver's license. Praise the Lord and minister to people. Share with them the goodness of her God. Praise in public. I mean, we sing songs like Let the Streets Resound with Singing. Keep coming to the house of the Lord and charge others to as well. I know and I believe with all my heart that the Lord shows up every Sunday and takes his throne and listens to this supernatural choir and the love songs born of a grateful choir. Keep building him his throne. Keep honoring the honor. Psalm 146, 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. I could keep reading Psalms tonight. Maybe you'd read Psalm 147 as you turn in for the night. What an honor it is. You know, praise is the rehearsal of our eternal song. And by grace, we learn to sing. And in glory, we continue to sing. You say, well, isn't praise, shouldn't it be about personal conviction? Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. 
So again, speaking to the manner in which we praise the Lord, the manner in which he's called us to praise. R.C. Sproul said, The worship to which we are called in our renewed state is far too important to be left to personal preferences, to whims, or to marketing strategies. It is the pleasing of God that is at the heart of worship. Therefore, our worship must be informed at every point by the Word of God as we seek God's own instructions for worship. It is pleasing to Him. O Lord God, be enthroned upon the praises of our life. Inhabit the praises of your people, Lord. You can stand tonight. Oh, yeah.